and welcome to Kathy Williams DeVries Muses podcast with a difference I like to think although it may just end up be me crapping on into this microphone for half an hour at a time um, about pretty much anything so um, I've described my podcast Uh, I'm a current master of music student Um, actually on my second music masters um, the first was uh, concentrating on performance and uh, at 44 I've decided that um, I'd like to concentrate on research and eventually uh, get a PhD Um, I'm a a very much an early music enthusiast Uh, this happened towards the end of my first master of music studies degree when I became enamoured with the music of Bach and Handel for recorder, got myself a recorder, uh, an alto recorder, got myself another recorder, tenor recorder, got myself a bass, um, started multi-tracking myself in uh, Logic Pro, uh, which is one of the subjects I studied um, as part of my first master's. Um, I'm also a huge sports fan, uh, cricket in particular. Absolutely adore my cricket, but do have a, a big interest in rugby league, Aussie rules, rugby union, tennis, a little bit of motor racing. Um, if it's two flies crawling up a wall, I'm probably cheering them on. Um, Over the last few months, I've also become a bit of a geology nut. Or am I really a geology nut or a Zent nerd? Because uh, Nick Zentner is the reason um, I got so into geology. Although I must admit that from a child, I was all very much into volcanoes and plate tectonics. Although I did read a great deal. Uh, Politically, um, I make no bones about this, I lean left, fairly left, I like to think. Um, I've been a rusted on Labour voter uh, in Australia, uh, which is the left-leaning party uh, for all my life. Uh, My parents have always voted Labour. Uh, We were very much low socioeconomic working class. Uh, The only time I did vote uh, right, I think I regretted it. So never again. But I have a keen interest in local politics here in Australia and uh, what's going on in the US, which uh, I think is quite a shit show. But uh, rather entertaining from my end, um, given that I'm not living over there. Okay, so... um, I'm married uh, for 11 years now to a wonderful, wonderful man, Um, so much better than my first husband, who uh, shall remain nameless and only be referred to in disparaging terms on this podcast. I have two wonderful cats uh, and a couple of dogs. So um, I mentioned I'm an early music enthusiast. Um, I 
am a member of the Early Music Society of Queensland here. Actually, uh, I'm the secretary at the moment. And I organise um, recorder afternoons. Um, I'm also the conductor and musical director, artistic director of the Brisbane Recorder Orchestra. Um, and I record extensively um, on YouTube and SoundCloud using um, the multi-tracking techniques in Logic. Uh, currently, um, and I'm also in a group called Queensland Baroque and uh, which concentrates on Baroque music, so music from 1600 to 1750, and uh, also in a Renaissance group, the Monteverdi Ensemble, which concentrates on music before 1600, so about 1400 to 1600, though we do a little bit of Schmelzer, which we consider Middle Baroque. So because he's not High Baroque, um, we do play him in our Renaissance group. This podcast, I'll just um, talk about the issues that are coming up for me during the week. I'll probably play you a little bit of music that uh, I've been recording. Um, would very much like your feedback. So uh, maybe I'll uh, tell you a little bit uh, more about myself, where I come from, um, where I've been, uh, where I'm going. This is harder than I thought because I've been talking for only five minutes and uh, it seems like a long time. So uh, I grew up in Brisbane, uh, the capital of Queensland, Australia. I think my earliest uh, memory was uh, when my little brother was born and I was only three years old. I do remember my preschool days. And uh, primary school, I think um, my musical education started at five when my dad uh, taught us the ukulele, which I loved. Um, you, you know, we uh, the three uh, the three chords required to play "Little Brown Jug." So appropriate for a five-year-old, really, does isn't it? A song about alcohol. But music really started for me when I picked up the recorder at age seven. And uh, together with my friend Jane, we became quite proficient recorder until I met the love of my life at the age of nine in the clarinet. And pretty much as soon as I picked up the clarinet, I knew that I wanted to go to the conservatorium. Even at that age, that's all I wanted to do. My ideas did fluctuate during high school because I was quite gifted academically and thought maybe um, a career in uh, science might be interesting. But as um, I'll reveal in later life, I have tried to do degrees other than music um, or arts and it hasn't worked out terribly well. So I started uh, at the age of nine in uh, uh, my local uh, primary school with uh, Mr. Fenlon um, and quickly uh, began an affinity and uh, lifelong love for the instrument. Um, and I started private lessons with Peter Dart at the age of 10, uh, moved on to Fiona Davies, Ruth Benetti, 
Uh, and then at the age of 15, uh, sorry, at the age of 12, uh, I joined the Cleveland Symphony Orchestra, which is now, I think, the Redland Symphonia. Uh, because my teacher at the time, Ruth Benetti, was quite interested in my playing a concerto with him. I must have been somewhat of a child prodigy. Although um, uh, I wish that um, once I hit high school, I had chosen um, a different high school that had um, more of a music program than the high school I chose. Although I I don't regret going to Moreton Bay College. Uh, they offered me a full academic scholarship. They were so, so uh, very, very um, supportive um, with my physical and mental health, um, which is a huge factor in my life. And uh, one of the reasons why I don't have a job um, is because I have frequent bouts of ill health and I'll expand on that later. So uh, in year 10, um, so I auditioned in year nine, at the end of year nine, um, I got into the Queensland Youth Orchestra and the Conservatorium Music School, I think they call it the Young Conservatorium now. They, there, was an, there was an intake of only three clarinetists that year um, and that really solidified my choice of going into music even though my physics and chemistry teacher was absolutely gutted about that choice because I was so good at those subjects but uh, you can't study everything and uh, my true passion in life has always been music I have tried to depart from music and tried to study accounting um, and get a real job um, and unfortunately uh, real jobs have made me nothing but mis miserable and uh, I'm lucky enough to have met a wonderful man who has a music background but um, also has a high paying job which means I don't have to work um, and I can't work anyway because um, I get ill so often that um, it necessitates a lot of time off work. So it's just better not to work. And so I sit at home studying uh, for my master's degree and multi-tracking myself on the recorder. So at the end of uh, year 12... Um, I graduated with the highest marks uh, possible, the highest tertiary entrance score possible, which was not required, not for the music degree certainly, but um, started at the conservatorium with Floyd Williams on clarinet. I uh, was still in the Queensland Youth Orchestra, um, although I stopped playing with them in 1995. That was my last year with them. Um, because in 1996 I was selected for the Australian Youth Orchestra, uh, plus I had um, problems with repetitive strain injury and um, mental health, uh, which, which meant that I took most of 1996 off from my studies. But uh, in 1997, um, I started playing casually with the Queensland Symphony Orchestra, 
Um, I graduated in 1999. It did take uh, six years for me to do my undergraduate because of that year that I, most of the year I had to take off. Uh, plus I repeated a year in order to get into a performance course rather than um, the straight Bachelor of Music. And uh, then in 2000, uh, I spent two months uh, at the National Australian National Academy of Music Intensive Wind Program uh, and uh, went over to the US, to Oklahoma, and came second in the Young Artist Competition of the International Clarinet Association. And with that check, I managed to fund partly uh, my further studies at the Royal College of Music on Exchange. And a couple of months into those studies, uh, I also received a £2,000 scholarship uh, from the Australian Music Foundation, uh, which enabled me to stay the full year. Although uh, my time at the Royal College of Music was not a happy one, my professor, my clarinet professor, didn't understand my mental health issues. Uh, I don't think I understood my mental health issues and I, I will um, talk about those um, as part of the podcast because I think my uh, my mental health is as much a part of me as my music is, although I find that I can improve my mental health uh, with music. Uh, in fact, it's been my saviour. So I was actually terribly damaged uh, emotionally, physically and mentally by my time at the Royal College of Music. It was not the right place for me to go. I don't think England was the right place for me to go uh, in terms of the style of clarinet player I was then. But uh, I did have an English passport and I was keen to explore my English roots and it was a good experience. I had some wonderful, wonderful experiences over there. Um, I did get into the World Youth Orchestra but because I uh, managed to get a job uh, teaching in Leicester um, and I couldn't, uh, it was recommended that I start the year on time rather than be two weeks late because of a uh, side trip. Um, to Europe to play with the uh, World Youth Orchestra um, and I, I do regret in some way not playing with the World Youth Orchestra but also um, at the time I don't think I was mentally well enough anyway. So I, I taught for a little bit um, in Leicester and I, I did have some very, very good times and I did have a lot of very, very bad times. Because I was away from home, I was living on my own, I was away from my friends in London, uh, away from my family uh, in Australia, um, and was quite suicidal, actually. Um, I saw teaching as a failure on my part not to be a professional musician, even though at that stage I had done no clarinet auditions. Although I did do one in I think it was June for the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra didn't get past the first round uh, wasn't particularly surprised 
and due to my mental health at the time realized that even if I had uh, won the audition that I never would have been able to perform in the job uh, not musically but um, physically and mentally so I, I came back uh, from Leicester to London because I, I had been in London for uh, the Royal College of Music plus uh, in between Royal College of Music and my teaching job in Leicester I had a, a wonderful job in the box office uh, at uh, the Open Air Theatre in Regent's Park Mary, Queen Mary's Garden London selling uh, tickets and that was a wonderful experience um, I loved watching the plays um, and I did have a keen interest in Shakespeare and I did that job again uh, in between the Leicester job and also uh, a job I took at the uh, Kensington Music Shop in London but I didn't think I could complete another English winter and my mental health was so bad. Um, towards the end of November I came back to Australia. Then uh, I came back to Australia to recover my health and uh, met my first husband via a newspaper ad uh, in the meeting point which uh, was a big mistake that um, I only discovered after we got married because he was a wonderful boyfriend but uh, I think his mother worked on him as soon as he got married and turned him against me and we divorced a couple of years later. So I did um, sort of depart from music at that time. Um, I was a telemarketer for a couple of months, that was hell. I was um, taking reservations for a, a car rental place uh, for eight months. Um, I also started a commerce degree at the University of Queensland, which went well for the first year. But uh, as things got more difficult in the second year and I'd taken a job at an accounting firm, I just couldn't take it all and uh, I collapsed and uh, spent... Uh, time and many many months a time a couple of weeks in uh, hospital and then many many months recovering uh, before I took um, another and I quit the, the accounting degree of course because I'd been in hospital um, but uh, I discovered that uh, there was a um, master of arts you could take in Shakespeare studies and I thought oh wonderful idea and uh I, I, it took me a couple of years to do that degree. I would have, uh, I ended up getting a graduate diploma rather than a master's because unfortunately my marriage, my first uh, first marriage broke up uh, just at the time that I was supposed to be writing my thesis. So that thesis never got written, which is a pity because as someone that wants to go on to postgraduate study, had I written the thesis back then, I would already be doing a PhD instead of doing a second master of music and having to write a PhD in that course. But given that I do want to do a PhD in music, I suppose it's uh, not such a bad thing. Uh, <coughs> so, um, yes, so I did the uh, Master of Arts in Shakespeare Studies and that was wonderful. And um, as my marriage had broken up, um, I met my second husband um, through uh, the internet. Uh, isn't the internet a wonderful thing? Um, via RSVP and he helped me um, 
he helped me complete my Shakespeare degree um, and being a former cellist himself um, uh, also encouraged me to um, take up my music again and in 2007 I uh, met a very uh, wonderful long-term friend of mine uh, Greg um, and started putting on concerts at his church and have been doing that for the last decade as well as uh, concerts around the place. Uh, then in 2010 um, I started my first music masters uh, I, and I was had at this time uh, also been working uh, at uh, a call centre uh, and also started working at Telstra which was hell on earth and I stuck that out for three years and I can't believe that but I did. Uh, Telstra is the major telecommunications company here in Australia and uh, it's pretty horrible working for a big corporation, let me tell you. Anyway, so in 2010 I started my second Music Masters and I did a uh, semester, um, then got sick in 2011, had to take a semester off, although I did the second half of the year. Then in 2012, I uh, got sick enough to be hospitalised again, so I had to take more time off. And um, and then it was discovered that um, the, the reason, one of the reasons for my mental health issues um, was not that I was bipolar or only bipolar, but that actually I was autistic. Um, my psychiatrist described it as a Spurges. Um, I identify as an Aspie. I know that it's not cool to say a Spurges because he was a Nazi war criminal. Um, but I identify as an Aspie. Um, and it just suddenly explained so many things about myself to me. Um, I'd struggled with dreadful self-hatred uh, due to people not understanding me, me not understanding me. Um, so to find out that actually the reason I am the way I am is due to being on the autism spectrum actually was a huge help uh, because I started seeing a new psychiatrist. I've been seeing psychiatrists on and off for years. And I got, uh, I got the diagnosis from Hearts and Mind and started seeing a psychologist uh, who specialised in autism and that helped, that helped greatly. So, um, so halfway through um, that master's course, so certainly by uh, 2011, I realised I couldn't work anymore. Um, I just keep, kept having to have too much time off uh, due to depression. Uh, that uh, it just wasn't viable to work anymore. And my wonderful then husband, uh, we married in 2009, uh, pretty much... Oh, I suppose about six months after the divorce from my first husband came through and finally completed my master's degree in 2013 and uh, also uh, became very involved in the early music society here in uh, here in Brisbane uh, and a couple of Baroque groups uh, and of course, always recording on uh, YouTube and 
SoundCloud, and uh, and then uh, yeah, so I I've kind of felt like um, the last few years um, I've been drifting, um, so much so that um, it was a big wake up call for me last year, in uh, I think it was about March or May that uh, I discovered I had type 2 diabetes. Um, and so I lost quite a deal of weight, um, simply because I was so scared to eat because I thought, oh, is this going to, um, you know, in- this is going to send my blood sugar level sky high. So I, uh, I had been very lax with meeting with my psychiatrist and psychologist and uh, it was a real wake-up call, and so I started seeing my both my psychiatrist and psychologist to work out medication that wouldn't exacerbate the diabetes, and also uh, get back on track with um, helping me live as an autistic person in a neurotypical uh, world, and so. Uh, I wasn't seeing the psychologist I was seeing um, when I was diagnosed with autism. Uh, he uh, he uh, sent me to a colleague of his and I still see her and uh, she's a wonderful support. And it was through her suggestion that I start studying again simply because I'm good at it and I like it. And uh, I wanted to concentrate on research and found that I couldn't do a doctorate uh, because the master's that I'd done was performance-based and I didn't have any research. I wanted to do a master of music research at the conservatorium, but nobody specialises in early music there. So I came across the master of music degree at the University of Queensland, where they do have a couple of early music specialists, um, and also the degree, uh, the uh, the master's thesis is by coursework, so it means it doesn't have to be pure, purely new research. Uh, but I can certainly turn that master's thesis, master's thesis, into some new research should I decide to go on and do a PhD. And actually, um, so so I won't bore you too much um, because I think half an hour is quite a reasonable amount of time for a podcast, is that um, I'm enjoying studying at uh, university. I'm doing some uh, fantastic subjects, advanced music theory, which is right up my alley, and current perspectives in music education which I find is a challenge but um, still very worthwhile in terms of the research experience it's giving me to help me with my thesis but um, if I may talk about um, what uh, effect COVID has had on me and actually it's been nothing but positive because being a Autistic. I don't like to leave the house much anyway. And so uh, 
I'm actually as happy as Larry. Uh, I don't have to leave the house. Um, I can be completely antisocial and avoid people at all costs. Um, it's suddenly okay to be shopping at seven or eight o'clock at night at the shopping centre when there's no one around or to click and collect or to order menu log or Uber Eats um, and hang out on my couch and uh, I found some wonderful communities online, uh, including this geology community um, led by uh, Nick Zentner, um, our beloved geology professor from Washington uh, State. And so I think that brings you up to date till now. So um, I'll try to uh, keep these on a weekly basis. I don't know if anyone wants to listen but uh, I will be uh, play I won't be talking the whole time I will be playing you bits of music that I've recorded um, maybe videos I've come across anything I want to share with you so um hope you enjoy all right signing off for now <laughs>